For Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, I'm Nick Hennon, and this is SciVibe. One thing that's really fun in science is that moment when you get some data back and for just a few, maybe just a few hours, you know something about this system that nobody else knows. So you've just discovered something totally yeah. new and you're the only person that knows it. That's kind of a kind of a magical feeling for a while. Of course, you want to disseminate that information as quickly as possible so that others can weigh in. But it really never gets old. And since so few experiments have been done looking at how microbial communities might respond to low gravity environments, I think we're all really excited to get this data back and start learning some new things that nobody knows yet. Science. Technology. Scientific discovery. This is SciVibe. I'm so excited about this episode. Today I get to talk to scientist Ryan McClure, who has spent the last several years studying how communities of microorganisms behave in the soil on Earth. And the bacteria that live in that soil is going to blast into space from Kennedy Space Center in Florida as part of a NASA project called Dynamos, or the Dynamics of Microbiomes in Space. Just a fascinating topic. The microbes will be among the payload of NASA's SpaceX CRS-25 resupply mission. And this bacteria living in the soil is headed for the International Space Station. And it's all coming from Prosser, Washington, and a scientific field site managed by Washington State University. And we're going to find out why Prosser in just a bit. Ryan, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for being here. Sure. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to PNNL and what you do at the lab? So I first started at PNNL almost 10 years ago. I did my postdoc at PNNL before transitioning to staff. So I've been here for a while as a student, as a learner, and as somebody who's now kind of directing projects and, and, and guiding and mentoring others. Tell me a little bit about some of the work you're involved in. Yeah. So a lot of the work that I did in my graduate studies was focused on host pathogen interactions. Okay. Which is you know essentially an antagonistic interaction system between two species. The host and the pathogen are against one another. Right. And I really wanted to take what I'd learned about species interactions and apply it to systems where species aren't working against each other, but rather they're working to help one another grow and, and gain nutrients. And that's a lot of the work that uh, PNNL is doing when it's looking at soil microbial systems or aquatic microbial systems. So that's one of the things that really drew me to the research being done here. The ability to study uh, biological systems where species are sort of working in tandem to help one another rather than working against each other. That's just so fascinating. And you know, we sometimes don't think about all the activities that are happening that we can't see, right? All the movement. Yes. And it means so much. There's a lot going on, obviously, that we can't see. And, you know, these these microbial systems that we study at PNNL, they're really at the absolute foundation of a lot of the processes and things that we take for granted. A lot of people have been studying how microbial species uh, promote plant health and promote agriculture in our country and, and worldwide. So, you know, essentially all of the food that we eat at some point is being supported by uh, microbial systems that we can't see and that we they don't really understand to, to any great degree right now. And that's a lot of the work that PNNL is doing. So it's, it's really quite critical to, you know, essentially all all human life, because if we don't have these microbial systems, it makes it much, much harder to, to grow and produce food for ourselves. So we really need to understand everything we can about the processes that they carry out 
and specifically how their interaction network with each other allows them to carry out these complex processes. So interesting and so fundamental to life itself. So tell me about Dynamos, Dynamics of Microbes in Space, and and how you're involved in it all. Right, so this project is focused on understanding how do these interaction networks that I referenced earlier, these, these interaction networks that are critical to microbial system functioning and critical to allowing microbes to carry out their important processes like promoting plant growth, how does this shift under systems of microgravity and other characteristics of the International Space Station. And really understanding how microbial interaction networks change in a low gravity environment is one of the major first steps that we have to take if we want to carry out you know, large scale agriculture on space stations or possibly even on you know, other celestial bodies. So we're we're really trying to understand how do interaction networks of microbial systems change um, when you have situations where there is very low gravity and some of the other characteristics of the International Space Station as well, such as uh, slightly higher radiation, uh, higher carbon dioxide levels. It's really important to understand how these microbial systems respond to these conditions so that we can carry out and mimic some of the processes that we're getting so good at here on Earth with agriculture. We now need to start porting these off the planet to to support ourselves uh, in space and understanding microbial interaction networks and how they can help those processes is one of the first steps that we have to take. So this project is focused on a, a small set of interacting bacterial species that will be studied on the ground at Kennedy Space Center and a matching set that will be moved up to the International Space Station and studied there for about three months before all of the samples, both those on the ground and from the International Space Station, are sent back to us here at PNNL for analysis. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. And this is really quite compelling, particularly really when we think about the origin of things and and where everything comes from. And so tell me a little bit about if you can back up and say, you know, if you're speaking to an eighth grade class, what is microgravity in this sense? What are you talking about here? So essentially microgravity is... um I mean, we would think of it if you were watching a TV show or a movie about space, essentially the absence of gravity. Thank you. So you're just floating around in the space station. Um, you're not really being pulled in any one direction. So that's the, the microgravity situation that, that I'm referring to here. I'm kind of mimicking some of the terminology that NASA uses. Sure. Um, and that's going to have major effects on a lot of different things that we're looking at. Obviously, a lot of people have been studying the effects on the human body in a low gravity uh, situation, but there are other effects that can happen as well. So microgravity is essentially just like if you've seen um, any number of TV shows or movies that are set in space where somebody's floating around in their spaceship, that's the exact kind of gravity situation that we're going to be studying uh, in this project. This is also cool. So what's the next step in terms of what would come after this? I think the next logical step here after we've figured out what's going on with the bacteria, as if that's a simple question, would be to add plants to it because bacteria and plants interact very critically to to help one another. Mm. So what kind of clues will it offer about the soil microbes? Essentially, these eight species that we've um, that we're using here Each of these species was isolated directly from the soil that we're looking at in Prosser, Washington. So all of these species uh, soil is their native environment. And once we've collected them, we're actually going to be adding them back into soil that we've collected from Prosser. So we've actually brought with us um, about 20 pounds of, of soil from Prosser, Washington. 
and we're going to add these eight bacterial species back into their native environment, back into this prosper soil, and that prosper soil will then be sent up to the International Space Station or stay down here at the Kennedy Space Center for uh, sort of our control group. So soil is a critical part of this experiment. It is essentially the environment that these microbial species are growing in, either under our low gravity situation or our high gravity situation back on Earth. We've put them back into their native environment to best understand their real and true response to low gravity when everything else is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why did you choose Prosser? So Prosser was chosen for um, some, some really important reasons. Prosser, Washington has very long, warm, dry summers. So a lot of these soils are often uh, subjected to drought and very high temperatures. These soils are also very marginal. That is, they don't have a lot of nutrients in them. So if we want to understand how microbial species might respond to difficult growth situations, like, for example, difficult growth situations that they might face in a space station, we might as well pull these bacterial species directly from soils that are already continuously subjected to these kind of high stress conditions. These are the microbes that are likely going to be best positioned to respond to high stress conditions. So that's why we wanted to focus on these. Um, a, a drought situation, a high temperature situation, and it's a very marginal soil. So that was kind of our interest in picking this particular site for our eight bacterial species that we're using. So it was no accident. No, certainly not. We sp chose this for, for a very specific reason. And I think um, the fact that these bacteria were pulled from this site makes them very well suited to the kind of experiments that we're doing here on this project. Okay, so that's good to know. Now we know. So tell me, how will you study what the bacteria does in the microgravity in terms of the environment to learn more about the soil microbial community's function in space? Yeah, so one of the main things is that there's a lot of differences between the International Space Station, the ISS, and um, our environment here on Earth. Uh, the International Space Station has higher carbon dioxide levels than we do here on Earth. Um, it is exposed to higher amounts of radiation than we are here at Earth. And the astronauts, um, we've known about this for a while, and we've, we've studied how this can affect the human body. But I think far and above, the biggest change um, between any of these is uh, the fact that there is no gravity up there. And that's going to have major effects on um, the environment that these bacteria are, are growing in. If there is no downward pull on, for example, water, water in the system would just be um, diffuse. Instead of having wet soil at the bottom and drier soil at the top, which is what you tend to see um, uh, in nature as water kind of sinks down, that wouldn't yeah. be the case on the International Space Station. So that's a major fundamental difference. So looking at how bacteria respond to this microgravity environment is probably one of the most important things we need to do to understand how soil microbial communities function in space, especially because, you know, just kind of thinking in the future here a little bit, I would imagine that things like radiation and uh, high carbon dioxide levels, those might be a little bit easier, easier perhaps to correct in some future space station, better shielding. Gravity is the one that's hard. Obviously you can simulate gravity, you know, by, by spinning a space station or rotating it, but that's difficult to do. So it's the biggest difference between life on Earth and life in space, and it's probably the hardest one to correct for. So it's really critically important that we understand how microbes respond to this huge difference between these two environments, Earth and the space station. 
Yeah, just incredible. So why is learning about how to grow food in outer space so important? I mean, there's some obvious ones, but what do you think are the key reasons? Well, I think, you know, I'm always kind of keeping my eye on on the future. And if we were to ever go to another planet, it's going to take a while to get there. Months, I think, would be the the most uh, logical uh, assumption right now. So quite a while to get there. And that might be tricky to bring everything with you. And even if you could, wouldn't fresh food be great to have on such a flight? So um, if we were going to do something like that, if we were going to grow crops on a spaceship or or, or small amounts of of vegetables or, or fruits, we really need to understand how microbial communities interact. Microbial communities are critical to promoting plant growth. So if we can have microbial communities that interact and function well in space, that is going to be a really important first step to growing food in space. And I think growing food in space would be um, a really important thing that we would need to have figured out um, that will allow us to take these sort of long-term trips uh, out into space. Um, Important first step for us to visiting other planets. So um, I think it's really, really important that we understand how bacteria can be the sort of foundational players in getting fresh fruit and vegetables on the spaceship. Such good stuff. Is there anything in this new project that hasn't yet been studied? So people have already started to look at how do bacterial species respond, for example, when water conditions uh, are shifted. That's a stress condition that researchers have been looking at for a while. This experiment will allow us to look at how do bacterial species respond, not when water is necessarily shifted in one direction in another, but when water is spread equally throughout the environment that the microbial species are growing in. And this is a, a, a condition that hasn't yet been studied. So the area is really ripe for giving us a lot of new insights in how bacteria might interact. Yeah, it's just riveting stuff. So tell me about how NASA is involved with this project with PNNL. So uh, NASA is funding this space flight. This is um, a SpaceX flight that's going up. This is a company that's been doing a lot of space flights recently. This is SpaceX 25. We are not the only project on this particular space flight. There are, I think, four or five other NASA-funded projects that are going up as well. We put in a, an idea. We wrote a proposal for some experiments that we could do uh, that NASA was interested in. Uh, NASA received their proposal, and, and they responded positively, and they reached out to us, and, and we set up this collaboration. So all of the funding for this, for us to carry out our sort of preliminary experiments at the PNNL, and obviously for us to carry out our main experiment um, at the Kennedy Space Center, uh, is being supported by NASA. So exciting. So what are you most excited about all this? One thing that's really fun in science is that moment when you get some data back and for just a few, maybe just a few hours, you know something about this system that nobody else knows. So you've just discovered something totally yeah. new and you're the only person that knows it. Wow. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's kind of a kind of a magical feeling for a while. Of course, you want to just disseminate that information as quickly as possible so that others can weigh in. But it really never gets old to kind of yeah. discover something new about a system. And since so few experiments have been done looking at how bi- microbial communities might respond to uh, low gravity environments, I think we're all really excited to get this data back and start learning some new things that nobody knows yet. I'm really excited for you, too. Thanks very much. Yes. Well, Ryan, it's been a pleasure, and it's so interesting getting to know you and your work on this project. And thanks for taking time to be on the show. Happy to be here. Thanks for listening to SciVibe. 
We're dedicated to sharing the excitement of discovery. If you had an aha moment while listening to SciVibe, please share and subscribe.